0: Our world, our culture, people today have a problem and the problem is this tonight, we do not know how to disagree. People today do not know how to disagree. Now the first part of that uh, understanding is to be sure people disagree. I think sometimes we think uh, that's the problem. Well the truth is people disagree. It is normal for people to disagree. It should be expected for people to disagree. And, and I'll just go ahead and say it. It is okay for people to disagree. People disagree. Think about this for just a second. There might be a brewing in your family. Sweet tea or unsweet tea? Clearly, sweet tea. Summer or winter? Which one's your favorite? Summer or winter? Pork or chicken? Pork, (laughs) Ford or Chevy, Ford or Chevy, new worship songs or old hymns, Uh uh-oh, paper or plastic, how many times a week do we hear that, paper or plastic, cowboys or 49ers, most of the ones that would vote on that aren't here tonight because they're playing right now, they're going to miss out. University of Texas or OU, easy, neither. The truth is this, people disagree. People disagree. Different educations, different backgrounds, different experiences, different hopes, different priorities. People disagree. That's the reality of life. People disagree. Now, think about that. Those are disagreements, but but up at a notch when the cost is higher when emotions become involved, when pride is on the line. Or think about this, I was thinking about this, or even when it's life or death. Did you know there are actually decisions that might be life or death that are that dire, that are that important? People disagree, people come to different conclusions and they sometimes have conflict in those conclusions. Well, the question becomes tonight, So what do we do? What do we do when we disagree? Well, let me tell you what the world does. And and this is not an exhaustive list. There are other things as well. But here are some things that, that the world does that we see when people disagree. Here's the first thing they do. Instead of seeking to discuss the issue, they seek to destroy the other side. They seek to ruin the other side. And it may be a person, it may be a group, but then it becomes about personal attacks. Here's the issue at hand, but there's personal attacks. There's lies, there's gossip. There's aggressive speech. There's hurtful speech. And people take a jab, people take a shot, and and we have a conflict, and so now you have to pay. We have to destroy you. That's one of the, the responses of the world. Here's one, a result to violence, a resort to violence. Sometimes we think, well, we're above that. Aren't we above that now? Yet people oftentimes go to violence. They strike out in violence. They intimidate with violence. They want to hurt you. Now think about this. In our age today, our culture, oh, we're we're so educated. We're so refined. Think about this road rage. Road rage is a real thing. We live, honestly, that's just a symptom. We live in a road rage society. Oh, you're not going to talk to me. You're not going to do that to me. You're not going to cut me off like that. You're not going to insult me like that. And I'll go to violence if I have to. Here's another response. The world tries to overshout the other side. And it becomes really a contest of volume. And I, I don't know what that is, Dennis. I get, I get drawn into that. Uh, they get louder. I disagree with you. And so my response is not to talk logically. It's to get louder. And the loudest person wins. And so I'll overshout you. And you try to overshout me. And, and the one with the loudest volume wins the discussion. Here's another response of the world. Trying to recruit others into the fight and that's what the world does I'll get them on my side and I'll go over to their house or I'll call them and say well did you know what they did did you know what they said and I'll get them on my side and this is only right and this is the this is the side to be on and if my group is bigger than their group if the people I pull in outnumbers the people that you pull in then I win and the issue's not solved in fact I'll tell you this the issue gets lost It becomes about who are you with and who are you for and the issue gets lost. Sometimes I think this. Sometimes I think there are people in the fight that don't even know what the fight's about. I think it's, it's going on so long, they don't even know what the fight's about. You don't cross my cousin Sissy like that. No, you don't. And they're in the fight, they don't even know what the fight's about. Here's another one. the world results to falsehood, lies, and Cheating. And so this isn't a, a disparage of the character. It's, it's actually a changing of the facts. It's pr- producing false information. It is to win at all costs. And I'll, I'll fix the scales if I have to. I'll cheat if I have to. I'll falsify the records if I have to. I'll change my testimony. I'll get you to sway your testimony. The world results to falsehood lies and cheating. Here's another one. The world splits into brewing camps. And so we're not going to settle the issue. In fact, we've gotten on past the issue. We're not seeking reconciliation, but I'm going to stay over here in my camp, and I'm going to be mad, and I'm going to be angry, and I'm going to brew all the time, and I'm going to be hate-filled. And if you get close to my camp, you'll understand why we don't like that camp. That camp, they're going to stay over in their camp and they're going to be mad and they're going to be bitter and wag their heads and, and they're going to be filled with hate and there's a great standoff that occurs. One time, it's, it's been years ago, I'll say that. It's been years ago. I was a long way from home. I wasn't close to, to Vernon and I was at an event and I'm at the event the a guy walks up to me And I don't know who he'd been talking to. He'd been talking to somebody. And he says, hey, I hear you're from Vernon. You're from Vernon, Texas. And I said, yes, I'm from Vernon. And he said, I'm from Iowa Park. And I was young. (laughs) And I said, well, I can't stay in Iowa Park. And I trail walked off. That's what we do. We draw into groups. We, We stay mad. We brew. We don't even know what the reason is any longer. People. Think about it, people do that, families do that, churches do that, and that is their faith. They're in separate camps, and they're mad, and they're brewing in their disagreement. Here's the thing, disagreements happen, disagreements are real, and the world has all of these answers. Now, those are the ones I came up with. You can probably think of some things to add to that, but those are the responses of the world And they result in one thing. And I I thought we could sum it up in one thing. They result in one thing. And that one thing is this, hatred, hatred. That's what it results in, hatred. Listen to me tonight. That does not reconcile with the God of love. That does not reconcile with a gracious, loving Savior or a people who say they follow him. So back to the original question. So what do we do? That's what the world does. It it, it, it brews in hatred. It stews in hatred. What do we do as followers of Jesus Christ? Well, tonight in our study, this is addressed. Now, I think it's awesome how we come across these topics, how we come across these things. Our study is going to address this tonight. Now, I want you to see this again. God's word is truth. Yes, yes. God's word leads us to the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus, yes. God's word is the way that leads us to salvation, yes. Reconciliation with God. But it is also God's truth, the creator's truth given to us in his wisdom, given to us in his grace that tells us the best way to live. I'm not going to pass a Sunday night and not say that. This is actually the best way to live. It's the best way to respond, the best way to talk, the best way to think, the best way to live in all things. And so God, yes, he tells us how to be saved, how to have fellowship with him through Jesus, but he also in his gracious wisdom tells us this is the best way to live. This is the wisdom of God. As we get ready to go on into this subject tonight, we need to remember tonight in all subjects we are led by, and so therefore we seek the word of God. And as we do, God will graciously bless us. And so we start off tonight by saying this, go to the word of God. Go to the word of God. In your marriage, in your relationships, raising your kids, in your finances, in a new stage of life, as you deal with people, whatever the issue, go to the word of God. Go to the word of God. He will graciously lead you in his word. All right, to our verse tonight. Our verses tonight. Now, remember in our study, we saw this last week. We have entered into a book of Proverbs, God's wisdom, within a book of Proverbs, God's wisdom. And so, there's the greater book, the book of Proverbs. We've been moving through it. We're now in the 25th chapter. Well, now there is another book set inside that book, chapters 25 all the way to chapter 29, a book of Proverbs included in the book of Proverbs. This section, chapter 25 to 29, they were called, or they are called, Hezekiah. These Proverbs are, are the Proverbs of King Solomon, but what happens is many years later, King Hezekiah, his scribes, they assembled these four chapters. They assembled these Proverbs, they edited them, and they recorded them in our scripture. Now be sure tonight the context is important. So I I'm want to move into the verses. Before I do, I want to set up the context. Remember, when King Hezekiah reigns, it is following in the nation a long time of rebellion for God's people. They have rebelled against the word of God. They have set down the word of God. They have forgotten the word of God. Now think about that. Does that sound familiar? For these people, that is the pattern of their life. They have rebelled against the word of God. We're not gonna do that. They have set down the word of God and they have forgotten the word of God. What does God say? We don't even remember it anymore. And so when he comes, when Hezekiah comes, And he begins the process of leading them back to honoring God. And when the scribes in that process are recording these Proverbs, the nation has become really pagan in action. And so God's wisdom for daily life has to be put back into place. Now listen to that. Because there had been a rebellion for such a long time, because the word of God had been set aside for such a long time, The practice of the people had become pagan in practice. And so God's wisdom has to be put back into daily life. Now I say all that to to say this. Evidently following pagan gods and worshiping false gods and participating in vile sin, they had lost how to disagree with each other in a way that would honor God. Now, let me say that again. Evidently, following pagan gods and worshiping false gods and participating in vile sin, they had lost how to disagree with each other. Friends, listen, tonight is a warning to us. When our world, when our culture, when our politicians When the people around us, when we respond to disagreement, like an episode of Jerry Springer, when we respond like a lost world, we are a long way off from God's truth and God's wisdom. And so I want to tell you, we've lost how to disagree. Well, that is a sign we're a long way off from God's wisdom and God's truth. All right, let's look at our verses tonight. We're going to start back in verse 8. Do not go out hastily to argue your case. Otherwise, what will you do in the end when your neighbor humiliates you? Do not go out hastily to argue your case. Otherwise, what will you do in the end when your neighbor humiliates you? Verse 8 is talking about there's a disagreement that has occurred. And you hastily take your case to court. That's the exact context You seek and you invite others to hear and decide your case. All right, there's a disagreement. I'm going to go to court and I'm going to present my case and I'm going to seek somebody else to hear it and somebody else to decide my case. The word hastily, it means quickly. Yes, it does mean quickly, but it also means without thought. It means without consideration, without deep consideration. Now, in the context of this verse, it was the public court, before the magistrate, before the judge. Today, it could be court. It could be the court of public opinion. I'll just tell you, here's something new. It could be the court of Facebook. We're going to present our case in the the court of Facebook. Well, you know what? It says, do not do it hastily. Do not do it thoughtlessly. Do not seek a hearing for your cause why here's the answer of verse 8 because you may lose because you may be proven wrong because your neighbor may be proven right and you'll be humiliated now that's a weird thing in, in verse 8 you may lose your may, your neighbor may be right and you'll be humiliated all right first thing tonight is this all right get get ready. First thing tonight is this. You've never heard this before. You may be wrong. You may be wrong. Your mama didn't tell you that, but, but you may be wrong. Listen to me. You may be well-intended. You may be right-hearted. You might be confident. You're right. You ever been so sure you're right? I'm right. And yet you may be wrong. Dad gum, I hate to preach that. You may be wrong. You may be wrong. Let me tell you something. All people are wrong sometimes. Do you know that? All people are wrong sometimes. It is a real possibility you may be wrong. Now you know what may keep us from seeing that? It's called pride. What may keep us from seeing the fact that I may be wrong? It is pride. You know what the answer to that is? It is humility. Humility. Here's what the Bible says. Here's what the Bible teaches us. Pride comes before a fall and humility looks like Jesus. Pride comes before a fall. I can't be wrong. I'm never wrong. Pride comes before a terrible fall. But you know what? Humility looks like Jesus. I may be wrong. I've been wrong before. Do not go out hastily to argue your case. Otherwise, what will you do in the end when your neighbor humiliates you? Now, I want to say something else right quick. Notice this process. There's a disagreement. This process is to be considered. That's what we see here. It is to be thought out. It is to be moved on slowly. I would say it is to be Uh, bathed in prayer. Here's what the world says. The world says, let's go. The world says, this is the subject. Let's go. Let's do something. Be quick. Strike first. That's what the world says. Strike first. We'll sort it out later. Well, here's what verse 8 says. We are considerate about the issue. We are thoughtful and we are slow in the process. Verse 8 again. Do not go out hastily to argue your case. Otherwise, what will you do in the end when your neighbor humiliates you? Verse 9. Argue your case with your neighbor and do not reveal the secret of another. Argue your case with your neighbor and do not reveal the secret of another. Now, I want you to see this. I want you to think about this. The issue is between two parties. Now it might be two individuals, it could be two groups, it could be this set of co-workers and that set of co-workers, but it's between two parties. The dispute is between them. Here it says it's your neighbor, you and your neighbor. Well it says this, argue your case with your neighbor. And then it says this, do not reveal the secret of another. Now let me explain this to you, let me tell you what this is talking about. This is your issue. This is y'all's issue. This is what y'all are disagreeing about. This is what y'all are in conflict in. We do not need to tell it to another. We do not need to bring somebody else in. Here's what the Bible is telling us. The issue is between y'all, and so you settle it, between y'all. Very plain. The issue's yours. The disagreement's yours. The settlement will be yours. Settled between y'all. Here's what I found out I found out lawyers do not care about the issue. That sounds pretty hard and pretty cold. They don't really care about the settlement of the issue. In fact, they like to prolong. The process of coming to a a settlement that we might overturn and we might come back and get some more billable hours. Here's what they care about. They care about the check clearing. Let me tell you something else. Guess what all of your other neighbors, guess what all the folks on Facebook, they don't care about the issue. They don't care about having a settlement for the issue. It's not their issue. But you do and the other party does. Here's what the word of God says very plainly. Settle it yourself. We don't have to recruit folks to hear our case. We don't have to bring somebody else and tell them the terrible deeds. We don't have to draw somebody else in. I think it's interesting the word argue here. If you're a lawyer here tonight, I'm sorry, but that's what I think. The word argue here says, argue your case with your neighbor. Now, I think we go, well, that's that's not good. That's not Christian. That's not good. The Bible says, argue your case with your neighbor. The word argue in Hebrew, listen to what it means. It means debate. Debate. It means contend. It means plead. Plead your case. Here's what I think. Here's why I think it. And they tell you the same. It, It means complain. Complain your case. I'm offended, I don't like it. Here's my where I'm injured. I want you to listen, those are active words. Those are serious words. But that's what the word of God says. We argue, we contend, we plead. We lay it out, we don't keep secrets. I'm offended and this is why I'm offended. I'm injured and this is how I'm injured. We pull out the facts and we explain the facts. Here's the facts. We use logic, the word debate. We go back and forth, we go back and forth. I'm gonna show you where you're wrong. You show me where I'm wrong. You show me what I'm missing. I'm gonna show you what you're missing. And it actually means to get to the bottom of it. That's a hard process. There's gonna be the swallowing of pride in that process. There's gonna be somebody finding out they're wrong, maybe both parties in shades. But you go back and forth, you argue the case between the parties till you get to the bottom of it. Be thoughtful, be serious, be diligent to settle it yourself. Verse 9, again. Argue your case with your neighbor and do not reveal the secret of another. That last line is going to make sense in a second. Argue your case with your neighbor and do not reveal the secret of another. Verse 10, or he who hears it will reproach you and the evil report about you, what? Will not pass away. Or he who hears it will reproach you. That word reproach, uh, it it is a Hebrew word that means shame you, discredit you, embarrass you, disparage you. It is to shame you. They're going to shame you. And the evil report about you will not pass away. Here's what we need to see tonight. This argument's nobody's business but yours. It's nobody's business but yours. Others, here, here's what we do. We run out and we recruit others. We tell others. We, get a, we got somebody that's going to mediate between the two, and we get this group and that group. We may, it may go all the way to court. We may just do it on in public opinion. But here's what happens. Others see it. It's not their business. Others hear about it. Did you hear about the feud they're having? Did you hear about what they said? Did you hear about what they said about each other? Others learn the facts of it. They did that. They did what? I didn't think they'd do that. And they will learn that one of you was wrong. In the verses, (laughs) it's you. They will learn that one of you makes bad decisions. In the verses, it's you. They're going to learn that one of you messed up. One of you slighted the other person. Maybe it's both of you. In the verse, it's you. They may learn, you know what? I thought they were a better person than that. They're jealous. They're angry. They're mean. They're selfish. They're not logical. In the verses, it's you. Here's what it says. And time will pass. And the Hebrew original language says this. And your reputation will be ruined. And the evil report about you will not pass away. It'll be 10 years, it'll be 20 years, it'll be 30 years. They'll be at a family reunion and they'll say, yeah, that's old so-and-so and and here's what they did. Hatfields and McCoys, you hear what they did? did, you hear how they got in a fight, you ever heard of them? Here's the truth. As believers, our reputation matters. We're wrong. But our reputation still matters. Here's something else. As believers, the reputation of other believers also matters. They may be wrong, but the reputation still matters. It is your issue. Keep it your issue. I want you to listen to this. Hundreds of years later, hundreds of years later, Jesus has come, and he is teaching his disciples in a world that looks more pagan than God honoring. He's teaching his followers. And just listen to this. Luke chapter 12, hundreds of years later, listen to what Jesus says. And why do you not even on your own initiative judge what is right? Why don't you take care of yourself? And why do you not even on your own initiative judge what is right? For while you are going with your opponent to appear before the magistrate, on your way there, make an effort to settle with him so that he may not drag you before the judge and the judge turn you over to the officer and the officer throw you in prison. I say to you, you will not get out of there until you have paid the very last cent. Now, watch the picture here. Somebody's going to the magistrate and they're sure they're right. They're they're clear they're right, but you know what? They're about to go to jail. They're not right. Jesus says, take the initiative and settle it yourself. Here's the deal. Our system is not the world's system. And yes, we do have conflicts. Yes, we do have disputes. But we do not handle them like the world. We're very careful about them. We're very serious about them. Let me tell you why, and here's how we're going to end tonight. The reason why is this, because now we have another reputation to consider. It's the reputation of Christ. It's the name that we carry as people that profess faith in Jesus Christ. And you know what? You may go out and you may speak the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but if your reputation is so so marred by your fighting with others, by your disagreeing in public with others, you may have a friend or a family member, somebody that you've become in a disagreement about with, and, and you know what? They may sometimes seek to tell the, the good news of, of, our, of our gospel, the, the truth we have in Jesus Christ, and their reputation may be marred by the fight you got in with them, that it mars the reputation of our Savior, Jesus Christ. What kind of people are these that follow him? What kind of people are these that this is the fruit of their life? We have the reputation of Christ to consider. My reputation, your reputation, our reputation, their reputation. But above all that, the reputation of Jesus whose name we carry. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. I'm going to ask if you'll stand, please. Dearly, Father, we come tonight, we hear your word, we hear your truth. We may like it. We may not like it. We may disagree with it, but it is your truth and it is based upon your infinite wisdom and it's grounded in your love and your graciousness and your justice and your concern for those that will see the process. And so I pray, Lord, that as we read this tonight, that we're shaped and we're careful with our disagreements. We're careful where we take them how we hold them, where we brew in them, and how we settle. them. And Lord, I I hear the words of Christ as far as it depends on us. Let us be at peace with all people. I hear your word in the New Testament. Do not repay evil for evil, for vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Romans chapter 12, Lord, you'll settle it, so we trust you. I pray that we'll be a calm people. I pray that we'll be a thinking people. I pray, yes, we'll be a just people. People, but I pray, Lord, most of all, we'd be like you, a gracious, kind, forgiving people. And Lord, I pray in this one area that the world would take and twist and use against us, that we would be sweetly different, peaceably different, not like the world. Lord, I'm thankful for that opportunity. I pray, Lord, that we would put it into use where we need to. I pray that it would shape us change us as we leave here. And I pray, Lord, most of all, thanking you for a Savior that I can say upholds perfect justice and is abundantly gracious to me as a sinner. I thank you for that. Lord, we come and tell you, we're thankful for this Lord's Day. We're thankful for a resurrected Savior. We're thankful for a hope that stands as we go back into a hard and hopeless world. Lord, we're thankful for your truth that leads us, for your Spirit that empowers us, For a Savior that has saved us, we exalt our Savior, Jesus. Lord, we love you, we thank you, and we praise you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.